0: Thing you need to know in order to succeed in marriage, from practical advice to current events. This is the EXO Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brent Evans.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the EXO Podcast. We are excited. We are at the EXO Conference once again. This is being recorded February 9th. Uh, we are at Gateway Church in Southlake, Texas. We're celebrating marriage by having our biggest conference of the year right before Valentine's Day. This is the EXO Conference. With me today is David Ashley Willis from Augusta, Georgia. Welcome, guys. Hey, guys. Hello, Caitlin Edwards. As always, glad to be here. Forever twenty nine.
2: Forever twenty nine.
1: Let's go. <laughs> So we're, we're, we are having a great time, and you can't see right now, but there's people walking through the lobby. We have 4,000 people registered at this event. Uh, we're full. We have over 500 churches simulcasting this event, and we really do have couples from all around the world coming to this event. Uh, we have a couple from South Africa. I know we just uh, met them. There, there's couples coming. They are excited about it. We have a great speaker lineup. We're excited about sharing those uh, interviews with you. Please check out last week if you didn't watch last week, because we also had... Some interviews from this uh, conference, EXO Tour. You guys are coming on the EXO Tour.
3: Can't wait! Yeah, Can we're going to be in uh, Houston, in Austin next fall, in Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, we we're, we're excited. We love these events. These are the best marriage events in the world. I'm convinced. The EXO Tour, the EXO conferences, it's world class. There's it nothing is. better. We'll share a little bit about EXO
1: Atlanta last year because y'all spoke there.
4: Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was just such a great, um, it had a a lot of energy, you know, big crowd and uh, a great lineup of of speakers. I loved hearing, I love, you know, going, even though we speak, I love going to hear the other speakers as well. And uh, it was just awesome. I think, um, you know, when you come to XO, you're going to get the full experience. You're going to learn how to have a stronger marriage. You're going to be able to to buy some really great resources and also some good shirts and fun things like that. And you're going to just probably meet other couples in your same walk of life. And it's just, there's something really special about that.
2: And there's nothing like seeing Jimmy Evans live. Oh my goodness! Jimmy <laughs> yes, Evans live. he's the best. He if you is the best. Want to see Jimmy Evans live? Come to a tour stop.
1: <laughs> he yes. really is. Yes, and he, he's in the season of life where he's just got so much wisdom, and uh, he's he's got so many answers. He he surprises me uh, when I hear him speaking. I've obviously been around him my whole life, and I've heard his <laughs> voice. I I hear his voice so much because he's my father. He's my boss, and I just am just amazed at the wisdom that he has in marriage and. Now that I'm in a season of life, I've been married for 20 years, I still can find something every time I listen to him to apply to my life and to my marriage, which is very powerful. I know a lot of people resonate with that. He's got a communication style that I feel like um, really kind of lends itself to speaking to men and women as well, Yes. and it's going to be good. So yeah, he's here live in person, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you want to see him live, you can come to the XO Tour and check it out. The next one is actually in Tulsa, and then we're going to South Carolina, which I was hoping y'all could be there, but y'all are going to be busy that weekend.
3: Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yes. We, I'd 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 rather be there, but you heard it here. He's prior, apologizing. To me. I am I, prior like <laughs> commitment, I got like, honor these commitments, but but from now on, like calendars clear, X, XO <laughs> all the way. Okay, like, he's making all kinds the of record. promises. Yeah, yeah no, I, no, we, we, we love. I'm telling you, these are our favorite events. They yeah. really are.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff, uh, and the energy here is really good. And uh, when the people walk in the doors, the the screens that we have, and all that we prepared for them, it really will bless them, and it will bless a lot of people. Uh, if you've miss this event. Uh, we do have the tour coming up. We'll also see a lot of these clips on our social media channels. So, ch- so stay tuned. Check those out. Subscribe to all those uh, channels and feeds. Uh, so let's talk, about, let's talk about what y'all are talking about tomorrow, which is sex and uh, how important sex is in marriage for couples. I, I love that y'all share together. And uh, some of our speakers here are so- going solo.
3: I feel like y'all are better together. So share, share a little bit about the sex talk. Well, she's She's a stellar, brilliant communicator, and I'm just like when I'm up there, it's 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 so cool to be able to share it. But I'm actually learning from, I learn so much. I'm really not do. learning I from do. me. I learn from oh my what goodness! You say. you're so good. So, but but talk about this. Talk about sex. I want to hear this. Okay, sweetie, extreme cuddler. Yes,
4: the extreme cuddler over here, (laughs) totally. Uh, And and people do have cuddle needs, but no, sex is so important. It's just a special, very special way, you know, it's something that God created for a special way for couples to connect. And it's meant for marriage. And so many times I think that, you know, we kind of let the world define what sex is and really sex is from God and it's a gift for marriage and we need to celebrate that and we need to look forward to that.
1: It's good. Uh, We were promoting this event, all of our tour stops, and we're actually using your voice, not his voice, on the promo. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if that says anything about. No, you you have some great quotes. She's 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 awesome. She she really is. She's amazing. Y'all are both amazing. We love to share about marriage, and Dave and Ashley have such a unique anointing on their marriage and ministry that we're excited about sharing that with our audience. And, uh, and sort of unpacking that for everybody. And future podcast, Caitlin, she loves to be a part of what we're doing here at Marriage Today. I'm
2: happy to help out how I can.
1: She's been, uh, she's been a part of a lot of the podcasts, especially in the beginning. Uh, but going forward, we have a lot to share that we want this environment to be for you to learn about how to have a successful relationship, successful marriage. So please tell your friends about the EXO podcast and what we're doing here. Uh, we really want you to uh, stay tuned. We have some exciting interviews coming up. There's, this conference, I feel like um, it brings a blend of everything together. So you're not just hearing about one topic. You're hearing about a blend of topics that uh, can reach people in any season of life, uh, which I feel like is really, really important. So that's what we're trying to bring to you every week. Subscribe to the feed, exomares.com. You can go there, check out our tour stops, check out our podcasts on all of our uh, social media channels there. We love to share this stuff with you, share it with your friends as well. Hey, we'll be right back. Check out this clip from our Exoconference, conference, and we will see
5: you soon. How has God brought you two together that no other two people could have been brought together on this earth to garden, to create beauty and order out of chaos? And don't, I think too many times we shoot for the moon in the sense of that must mean, our garden must mean we gotta you know, go to Uganda and you know, die for Jesus and all these things. And if that's what he calls you to, and that's your garden, please do that, amen. But at the end of the day, a sufficient garden can just be changing poopy diapers. Right? I mean, to me, is children not actually the best example of a garden? Taking raw materials and hopefully making something beautiful? And I say hopeful because a lot of us are still in transition in the middle, if you know what I mean. Like, we'll see. We don't know. Right? But children or art or politics or medicine or music, he has brought you two together to create order out of chaos. That is your job As a gardener, now think from God's perspective how crazy what he just did right there is. Think about how creative and cool the way that God put this into practice and in place. That he said, I'm going to perpetuate my blessing and my goodness through this mysterious covenant called marriage with male plus female. And that's the what. And then he gives them the how a little earlier in the chapter where it actually says how they're going to do that. It's another command where he says, be fruitful and multiply, have a bunch of babies because this is a big job. The whole earth is a very big place, is it not? It's a big, big place. And so he goes, have a bunch of babies and then go out on the mission that I gave you. You are all gardeners. And that's what I was saying in the beginning is we have to understand that from the beginning, God's vision is actually a multi-generational family team or a married team on mission. That is God's answer to perpetuate his blessing, his goodness, and order out of chaos into this world. Do you believe that? That sounds like a great big story to me. That sounds like a great big story to me that marriage is actually one of God's primary vehicles to not only show himself, but to actually perpetuate that blessing.
1: This is the EXO Podcast. We're having a great time. We're live here at EXO Conference 2018. We've had a lot of great sessions, a lot of great interviews here. Facebook Live audience, welcome as to you as well. Hey, we've got Jefferson Bethke with us right now. Thanks for having me. You landed
5: from Hawaii this morning. <laughs> yes. And you look great. Thank you. I appreciate that. The red eyes are, are kind to me, I guess I could say, right?
2: You'd never know you were jet lagged.
5: Yeah. <laughs> no, you look great. So it's a young, fresh energy.
1: Uh, hey, Facebook Live audience, if you have a question for Jefferson, he's here. He's available for your questions. We're going to be uh, asking, those, asking those at the end of the segment. So uh, get those ready. Uh, type them in there. The first ones in the queue are the first ones to get answered, unless they're weird. And then we will pass those up. So don't ask anything weird, unless you
5: want a curveball. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> Depends on how weird. Sex toys? Yeah. Is that weird? Too weird. Too, right. weird. <laughs> Too weird. That's the kind of questions we get. No, I know, I know.
1: We ask about it. <laughs> All right.
2: Okay, reel it in. So
1: we're having a great time. We kicked off the conference this morning with my father, Jimmy Evans. Dad, I hope you're proud of me. And uh, <laughs> then we went to Tim Ross, and uh, we had Craig Rochelle finish off the morning. This afternoon, we've had Clayton and Ashley Hurst, Georgia and Tonja Gregory, and the fierce marriage couple, the Fredericks. Yeah. Ryan and
5: Selena, good friends. They're, good They're friends. awesome.
1: Tonight we kick off with Jimmy Evans again, then Max Lucado, then the big headliner.
5: <laughs> oh, thank you. I really, I needed game. that. I really appreciate it. Following those, those are like Mount Rushmore Christians. You know, like if a Martin, mountain gets carved out of like marriage, you know, Mount Rushmore Christians, it'd be your dad and Max Lucado. So, yep, yeah, that's a tough act to follow. No, you're
1: good. So, uh, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about. Uh, the message tonight. like what, what is what's on your heart? What you're going to be bringing?
5: Yeah, um, I think it's going to be an interesting message um, for a few reasons. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of big ideas, big um, kind of complex, you know, sociological, psychological, spiritual, biblical, just like it's going to be a very 30,000 foot message looking over the last kind of hundred years actually and showing how I think our society has pushed us farther and farther away from being able to live as a multi-generational family team on mission, which is kind of that phrase I'm going to keep saying. Um, I think that's one of the reasons God set up marriage and family was to be a multi-generational team on mission um, and we actually don't realize because the water we're swimming in, how much of our society pushes back against that. And so, even Christian culture, churches itself have been infected to allow us to not live that story. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm going to be going all over the place, have whiteboard and notes and things. And, um, yeah, it'll, I'm ADHD and it'll come out in the message. So, I hope it'll be fun. <laughs> it's a smart board, isn't it? It's not a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, we'll t- let's talk about that for a second, too. I'm very nervous. I've never used a smart board, <laughs> which I'm a 28 year old tech friendly, like I would even say I'm like always ahead with tech, but for me when it comes to speaking I'm very, I try to be as analog as possible because you never want the tech to fail up there uh, mm-hmm. but, um, but, I'm actually, exactly, but I'm actually
2: a marker can't fail you
5: exactly, but I'm pretty, yeah, so I'm excited though and nervous because I'm like, oh, it's a little intimidating with the smart board but we'll see how it goes. So
1: let's back up a little bit uh, you and your wife Alyssa live yes. in Hawaii, you have two kids, mm-hmm. any more on the way?
5: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, we're still trying. We want to have a big squad, so I don't know how that... We'll let the Lord take care of that. But yes, uh, we're not done at two, hopefully. Um, Have two kids, almost four, almost two, Kinsley and Cannon. We moved out there three years ago. Um, Yeah, have a great community, and we're just kind of living life and trying to love the Lord, love our neighbors. It was one of
1: my favorite podcast moments when you're... Uh, four-year-old came. Oh, in. Oh yeah, she ran in. That was
5: fun. She loves. That's what I call it. It was, reminds me of the BBC interview. Yes, remember? It's that's like, exactly what I thought. Exactly. About. It's like the work. Like when you're when you, moms actually suffer this. I think w- way more. Like we don't give moms so much credit. Like moms wear a million different hats. They work from home. They write. They blog. They'll be changing the poopy diapers. Cooking dinner, etc. And so they they always got the kids coming in the screen and all this stuff. It rarely <laughs> happens to the dads. But yeah, because we uh, I particularly work at home more than often. That happens a lot. Almost every podcast because they hear it and she's like, oh, that sounds awesome and runs. Into the office,
1: and she's got the big, beautiful hair. You know, exactly. Just, she's got a fro, <laughs> curls yeah. for days.
5: I love it.
2: Yeah.
1: I love it. Caitlin, you have any questions for Jefferson?
2: I do. Just coming from the the younger generation, yeah. you talk about um, your wife's upbringing, mm-hmm. the tr- that true love waits totally. purity culture. That's kind of where I came from too. Yeah. And you're kind of an opposite of that, growing up without restraint. Yeah. But you talk about living a balance of that, that that's doable and makes sense. We totally. talk about that a little bit.
5: Yeah, I think I think we assume. I think sometimes we tell a bad story in the Christian culture of assuming that the prodigal son story is the only thing that has to be redeemed, mm-hmm. right? When you read the prodigal son story, there's clearly two stories that have to be redeemed. It's the prodigal son and then the older son, right. right? The more older religious brother. And when you see that brother, you see that the older brother is someone who lives on the property, looks like a son, talks like a son, acts like a son, but clearly has a broken relationship. So he's doing all the right things, right. doesn't have a great relationship with the dad. And in fact, it's even a worse story for him because the younger son comes in and gets restored. We never actually know what happens to the older son. He right. stays outside and pouts and is angry. Um, but I think that plays out and also romance, dating, marriage, love, sexuality, mm-hmm. where we have these pictures and uh, we have these ideas that sometimes have infected us in the church culture that I think at their heart are great, right? Like sexual purity is necessary for human flourishing, for the beauty and goodness of mankind, and also for your own personal joy and to honor the Lord. But if there are certain things that are being done in that regard without a uh, a reasoning in regards to relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. then it just becomes stale and dry, and sometimes can lead to a harsh resentment and bitterness and bitterness in your own heart,
6: right, um, or rebellion legalism, rebellion,
5: etc. So, I just always am very clear on making sure that relationship is the center, no matter you know what side you fall on in regards to your temptations and sin, and then we want to pull rules and covenant and rules and, and, and things around that. And that's when it's really healthy and good.
2: Yeah, it's really good.
5: Today's
1: Caitlin's birthday, by the way.
5: Happy birthday. Thank you. Boy, She's 29. 29 today.
1: Nice. 29 what is,
5: yeah, February 8th. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good birthday. Good yeah. birthday.
1: So, uh, it's always around EXO Conference every year, so she's always like, I gotta work on my birthday. That's 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 always like
5: the hardest
2: work day of the whole year. Yeah, that actually kind of stinks. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: no, you can just say it stinks. That stinks. Everybody, ask for off. Including myself now on Facebook Live, are, are wishing you a happy birthday all day long. So, exactly. A little <laughs> love. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Everybody. You're,
5: you're making up for it by just wishing her a happy birthday by having a terrible <laughs> work day, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's thanks.
1: right. All right, again, Facebook Live audience, if you have questions for Jefferson, write those in. We'll be answering those here in a few minutes. Uh, we we love having guys like Jefferson be a part of the podcast but also part of the conference they bring such a great perspective Uh, especially you know we have my dad's 64 Uh, they've they've been ministering for over 30 years Mm. in in relationships and they still reach younger people but there is a group of people coming up like you and Alyssa Mm -hmm. and we talked about the Fredericks and there's the Willises that have been on social media they've been engaging people you know whereas my parents started on television Totally, Mm -hmm. there's a new platform of of marriage ministers coming on social media. So kind of talk about what you're seeing in the landscape of marriage for from the millennial generation and kind of in that, that perspective.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think one encouragement I'd like to say to everyone is, um, you know, Acts 17, you have this picture of Paul in the marketplace speaking the truth of God, not afraid to be in the marketplace where all the ideas are competing and combating. You have the Hellen- you know, Hellenists and Greeks and different real- legalistic, pharisaical ideas, et cetera. The marketplace is a place of competition of ideas. And I think um, we shouldn't be afraid of new tools, new resources, social media, Snapchat, et cetera, because I think that's just the way in which the marketplace of ideas is now being um, transacted. And so <clears throat> that's what we see ourselves as, is just we're native to these things. So we just want to live in them well and be a good example. Things we're seeing today. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's tough to kind of name big trends without overgeneralizing. but I do feel like, um, I do feel like sadly, like take, take the sexual revolution in the sixties and I'll even talk about some more earlier cultural changes in the earlier 1900s, but take the sexual revolution. I think we're, I, I like to say there's usually a 40 or 50 year um, permissiveness before we realize the ramifications in our culture, where something has right. to something has to go for forty or fifty years until we see that probably wasn't the best. Right. And I don't think our parents were in that generation yet. I don't think it like it was still free flowing and going crazy. But I do think I mean you're seeing crazy stuff right now in New York Times and secular journalists and certain authors making the argument that like you know. Make uh, uh, freedom sexually in regards to total unrestraint. Um, you know, there's no focus outside of marriage context is totally okay. Those people are making the same argument of like the evidence is actually pointing to that's not good. Right. And so, what I'm trying to say is, I do, think we're, I do think we're in a weirdly good spot where the pain is catching up with us. So, now I do think my generation is very soft and tender and open mm-hmm. to a lot of um, God's ideas, not because it's the right thing to do, but actually because they know when they step in that it leads to their flourishing. Well, with a
1: 50% divorce rate happening. For so many years, you know, there's so many couples, and nowadays they've been married. They've grown up in pain, grown up with a lot of baggage. They come into the marriage. Their parents were divorced, so I think that they're, they're trying to figure out how to make it work.
5: Mm-hmm. Totally, and I do, and again, I'll talk about that in my talk. I we've, you know. I think we give millennials a hard time, mm-hmm. but I think in actuality, we're just confused and lost because our, the generation before us completely failed, right? right? Not to blame them, but they kind of did. Are you blaming me? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> still but doing good. In, in general, statistically, the generation before did not set us up well for a vision of marriage, of sexuality, of romance, of all these different things. That's true. Um, and true. so I just think, like, we're just trying to, like, you know, kind of feel our way in the dark. And so I think there has to be some grace there rather than just like, oh, that's just such a, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah these days, just God needs to just, you know, burn the place, you know? And it's like, no, I don't think that's necessarily the heart of Jesus. I think he would come to us just like he did the Samaritan woman and the kind of the people that were seen on the um, ostracized and marginalized in their day and actually speak life into them. And just like he did with the Samaritan woman saying, I have better water for you. So it's not that your life is, you know, terrible and uh, my life is just gonna, you know, still be terrible, but you're gonna be doing things right. It's like, no, I actually have water that when you drink. It will satisfy you.
2: Right. And that's why younger voices like you bringing that message gives the example, sets the standard. Even mm-hmm. if it is on all these new platforms, it reaches out to people our age yeah. with hope.
1: Yeah. That's the hope. That's the mm-hmm. hope. So I hope so. When you say our age, do you mean I'm 40? I'm
2: talking about he me? and I. You're not included. <laughs> yeah. <women>.
5: Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you said I was on the cusp of the, of the millennial generation.
2: You're the one always wanting to tell me I'm a millennial, even though I don't act like a millennial. What is the
5: generation before millennials? It's like Gen X. X? So, yeah, you're, I always call Gen Xers that are cool, you know, like when it's like you, you like know the millennial stuff and you want to be with it. But technically, really statistically, to the millennial stuff, I'm fine. But you just know it, though. You know, you're cool. You're, you you're always you're cool. Like,
2: are, people are yeah. Our age. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And no, not age. a knock. I'm saying like, you know, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're,
5: you're with it. But I do think statistically to be a millennial, I think you have to be 34 and under. Uh, this year. But, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Just letting you know. <laughs> I, I, I was... Uh, it comes with a lot of baggage. i so and
1: it. 90s, and so um, I'm, I'm a really weird guy because of that. <laughs> uh, so,
5: okay. Facebook questions. You ready? Let's do it. Make hey. them really weird. <laughs>
1: uh, how can I make these weird? Okay. <laughs> oh, you know. Julie from Facebook says, what do husbands find the most attractive in a wife? How can I meet all my husband's desires so there's no reason for temptation?
5: Great question, and I think I am totally— There's a, there's a trap there. Yeah, and I think, there. And I think I am completely set up to answer for 3 billion people on Earth, by the way. <laughs> I am so excited to answer this question on—just um, answer for all men everywhere in all cultures Our and all religions. Our million followers exactly. are going to come after you. After <laughs> exactly. Um, no, all jokes aside, great question, and I want to try to get to the heart of what I think she's saying, and it sounds to me like the question behind the question— is maybe a disconnect of feeling like she 's maybe not good enough for her husband Maybe that 's what i 'm hearing i don 't know if you 'd say that, or just maybe how can I do better? Um, how can he not put his eyes in other places or whatever? Um, I would say a couple things uh, i don 't it 's too general to know, but I, I immediately think of porn um, so if we 're talking in a serious scenario where like you feel like you have to compete with a fabricated like evil in some sense I would call that's online, that's fake, that's not real Like you don't have to do that and so I want to make sure wives know that I think anytime there's this weird competition between the evil he's bringing into the bedroom and your marriage and that you have to compete with that I just don't play that game right? Like he needs to repent. He needs to, it's not on you. It's not on you. It's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, I think, and I think that's a huge disservice. Sometimes the church even does is we sometimes like, for example, I know a specific couple back home in a church context where it was basically like the husband was addicted to porn. And then, you know, they went to counseling and the wife was basically told you need to dress sexy or you need to do this. You need to, it's like, no, he needs to stop looking at porn because it's destroying his life, his marriage life, his kid's life and future generations of his family. Right. It's simple as that. He needs to repent and actually find the Lord, you know, in regards to that sin. And so I think if it's that, like, you gotta relieve yourself of that. You gotta take off that pressure, take off that burden. You gotta give yourself grace. You gotta understand. And in some sense, I would say also encourage your husband and, and maybe other men to come around him to treat it for what it is. And that's an addiction. I think we over spiritualize the porn problem and say, oh, just pray it away, just try harder. When in reality, there's been too much research and study that, like, it's just as addictive. Mentally, in your brain chemistry, as cocaine, as whatever, right? And so it needs to be like you don't you don't tell someone when they're addicted to cocaine. I just pray about it. So you Try go harder. You, yeah, you go into treatment. So it's as simple as that. Like just literally, like of course, do that from a holistic, integrated view with a Christian worldview. But that's one thing. And now if she's not talking as heavy as that and it's just maybe the day-to-day yeah, small Yeah, sometimes time.
1: guys, you know, you're out on a date or you're out exactly. at, at dinner and a guy just kind of looks at the women in the, in the room. Totally, and, and so she's feeling maybe like she's not – and I don't know about this either. It's kind of a general, general question. But maybe she's feeling like I want him to
5: feel like I'm this- – Totally. So then if it's the more just like not in a sinful way or not as much as a big way, um, I would say two things. I would say, one, have an open line of communication. I think both husband and wives need to have that conversation of, hey, what are your actual desires? What do you enjoy? What do you like? How can I serve you in the smallest things, right? Um, And just whatever, in how I look or in what I dress or whatever. Because like Paul makes the argument, you know, each other's bodies are, you know, owned by the other person in some sense and that's kind of weird language today but it's true um and then another thing I would say also is um also, if it's too intense or whatever, or if it's something bad, I think encourage him um, with saying like, hey, this actually hurts me. This actually causes a division in our relationship, even though, because I do think sometimes Christian men can sometimes get stuck, not in the stuff that's overtly sinful, but in the weird stuff that's not full of integrity. It's like this mushy middle ground of things they do that you can't necessarily be brought before church discipline. But it's just stuff that it's like, hey, are, are those the eyes of Jesus? Are those the, is that the mind of Jesus? Is that the way he acts and wants you to um, love your wife? And so I think that is also a conversation that needs to be had. That's good.
1: Okay, this is the next question. How do you handle if you are engaged and one of you has a past and previous sexual encounter but the other is a virgin?
5: Yeah, it's a good question. And that's, if anyone's watched any of our videos, read any of our stories, that's the story of me and Alyssa. I think what I, I say is, I think there's no prescription. There's no one size fits all. I think you have to have a conversation. Like if, 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 if that's a, what's the word? If that's a hang up that I that you can't get past, then you need to seriously consider that before you get married. Okay. Um, now, I would say I do think there's something deeper there if you can't get over it. Not that you can't get over it in the sense of it's not huge. At the end of the day, anyone who has a sexual sinful past, even though they might have not known their spouse yet, that was a sin against their spouse. Mm-hmm. That was a sin against their husband or their wife. And so I think it needs to be treated as that, first of all, right? Like when I met Alyssa, I hadn't known her when I had made, ter- made terrible decisions in high school or whatever, but I apologized to her. I asked for her forgiveness. I, um, Kind of laid out that line of repentance, because in my opinion, um, I needed to, right? And so I think that's the first start. I think uh, make sure that whoever's the grieving part, not grieving party, the one that's um, um, responsible does that. But then I also think, and I want to encourage people, the other party has a really beautiful opportunity for rest restorative grace, mm-hmm. right? Now, it's not easy. It's not hard. It's it, You feel betrayed. You feel lied to you feel whatever it's, very, it's like insecure, those are real maybe. insecure those are real so don't just kind of try to um, shove that away um, but understand that at the end of the day all of us are unclean in some sense.
1: Yeah, we've all messed up.
5: All of us are unclean. And yet Jesus looks at us in our filth, in our uncleanliness and says, I still want you. I still love you. I want to enter into a covenant with you. And I think you have a really beautiful opportunity if you're that other side of the party to kind of set that standard. That, that's almost your first big opportunity to set that standard in the marriage yeah. of covenantal love and grace. So I think it's a dance that takes both sides, but that's what I would say.
3: Yeah, it's good.
5: good. Well, let's do this is the last question then from Silva
1: on Facebook. How do you go about when the woman just gets saved is in a relationship with a non-Christian, what does she do?
5: <laughs> <laughs> tough one. That's a tough one. And the reason I would say that one, I think that one usually needs to be walked through more pastorally in a small community way. And what I mean by that is like, in general, I, oh man, I have a tough time with that question because the Lord, there's too many stories of the Lord working in a, Beautiful way, like Keith Green, that's Keith Green's story, right? Like the famous musician from the 80s. His wife got saved and he was doing all these queer, what was the 80s stuff? Like LCD, not LCD, that's the TVs. LSD, <laughs> LSD. LSD, and all these crazy drugs and LCD all this stuff. TV. I know, I know, me too. But that's their story. And there's a lot of stories like that. And I think God does, like, there's a weird thing that God does where I think He uses romance and romantic relationships in a strong way to draw Himself uh, to you. And that was kind of my story. I dated a girl in college who, um, More backslidden, but was raised in a Christian home and then kind of went all back in with the Lord. And I, to me, it was for terrible reasons, but I was like, I I like her, I'm gonna go to church now, right? Had nothing to do with the Lord. It's like, I'm just gonna, and that's my journey of how I started walking with the Lord. And that's a lot of people's journey. So there's a tough balance there. So you gotta kind of sit and and distill this and say, okay, do I feel like this is the story God's wanting to tell with us? Or do I feel like at the end, because I also feel like women especially have an immense power to do the opposite to get guys to change. Right? Like a woman who's strong enough to say, You are not cutting it anymore because I want a godly husband, we're done. Man, I don't think there's any better motivating force to get that guy to that's stay up.
1: That's my story. My wife did that to me. Totally. I was a pastor's kid. I was off the rails. I was not doing And good. she broke
5: up, and it got you probably to snap out of well, it a just little bit.
1: got me to think, you know, I'm going to I'm lose something because exactly. I'm not getting serious exactly. about my faith. And which so, I still love Jesus, but I just was not living for him.
5: Totally. And so, that's exact, and so there's all these different stories. Of, and that one's just as powerful of like women actually sometimes stick with men too much when they're kind of deadbeats or not cutting it um, and enable him rather than actually realizing, hey, you breaking up with him can be probably the only thing that'll get his attention. And, and, and that might not ever come back around. But sometimes, when that attention is getting, you know, is gotten, then he can also understand. Oh man, maybe there's something there in what she said when she's strong and secure in the Lord, and maybe that's where I can find my joy too.
1: Great answers, Jefferson. Okay. Love it. You came straight from Hawaii. You, you're like all revved up. I'm ready. Let's go. I ready wish I could get, speak I, right now. I don't want to spend any more of your energy because i are going to go on. We still keep got six this more up hours. I know.
5: I know. Don't yeah. worry. I think I'll be okay. But uh, <laughs> a little couple more Nespresso's. So yeah.
1: as I mentioned before on the earlier uh, interviews, go to exomarriage.com. You can still find a host site in your area if you're not going to be here at the live event. Uh, we would love to have you at the host sites. They're all around the country. We have over 500 churches being simulcasted live. You're going to be all around the world oh, tonight. Uh, it's crazy! Gonna be great stuff. Also, we're going on the road this year. And uh, we'd love to see you on the tour. So go to exomarriage.com, check it out. Jefferson, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me.
5: Appreciate yeah. it.
1: All right, we'll see you. Thanks, thanks for Facebook Live, guys. We'll be back here pretty soon with Ryan and Selena Frederick. So get your questions ready for them, and we'll see you soon.
7: <laughs> it's very easy to lose perspective, and it's very easy to get distracted, especially now. I mean, we, we can spend so much time distracted by entertainment, by Netflix by the internet, by cat memes. Any cat meme people? Cat memes. <sighs> Those things are bad.
8: This guy. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but because of the gospel, our in-between moments matter so much more. Mm-hmm. That even even when we're in those plateaus and it's everyday average life, our children, mm-hmm. even though it feels like we're just going, we're just grinding through day by day trying to get them out the door, we forget that they are there to be discipled by us, and we're to be unified in that. Mm-hmm. When we're fighting and it's and it's just an since we're bickering, we realize God can be glorified in this. Mm-hmm. So the beauty of the gospel is that nothing matters more than Jesus, but everything matters more because of him. Right? Little moments will never matter more than Jesus, but the little moments matter more because of him. him. Mm -hmm. Your wife, husbands, your wife doesn't matter more than Jesus, but she matters more because of Jesus. Right? Same for wives talking about their husbands. So what if the gospel was driving these decisions? What if you had a clear vision, clarity, that every decision you made pushed you toward, uh, toward the end that God gave you, the, the end that he uh, inspired you to agree on? So here's our challenge to you very quickly, is figure out your family vision. <laughs> but more tangibly for here today, just set, a, set an appointment. Set an appointment a week from now, a month from now, two hours, three hours, Talk. Read into scripture. Find what scripture God is placing on your heart. Mm-hmm. How is He calling your family? Talk about it mm-hmm. and write it down.
1: Hey, this is the Exo Podcast. We are live in South Lake, Texas. We're having a great time here at the Exo Marriage Conference 2018. It's been a great day so far. We are recording this at the Exo Conference. And just now, they stepped off the stage and stepped onto another stage, the Exo Podcast <laughs> stage. Brian and Selena Frederick, welcome to the podcast. Hey.
8: Thank you for having me. Thanks for us. having us. Yeah, great to be here. Y'all yeah. feeling
1: good?
7: I yeah, so. I think so. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you're not sure. <laughs> I you
1: got in late last night. I know you all went to dinner, and then you kind of had a full day of just kind of watching the sessions, and then it's it was great, your time though. to show up. Yeah. So I'm
8: going to sleep hard
7: tonight. Yeah.
8: No, it's so good, though, being here but, yeah. with everybody, all the married couples. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's what you envision. It's what you're always hoping for, always talking about, and just being... It's, I don't know. It's just overwhelming. It's like, yeah,
7: it's like the Marriage Minister's Super Bowl. Yes. So it feels like, yeah. It's a lot feels of fun. wisdom it's in one room. It's
1: yes. a very timely uh, comment. Super Bowl. Yes. Thanks for saying that. <laughs>
7: yeah.
1: I don't know who the Eagles are as part of that, but Tom Brady. Is my dad Tom Brady?
2: Your dad is definitely Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Except don't tell him that. I mean, he lost. He loses this weekend. All right. So, uh, no, we are having a good time here. Did y'all sit on any of the sessions this morning, too? I mean, I've been Yeah, already? we got to
7: hear both of them. Yeah, we got to hear the, the two before us. Yeah. 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 So good.
1: Well, y'all kind of capped off the daytime sessions, and uh, it's been a great crowd. 4,000 people have signed up. They'll, they'll be back here tonight for some more sessions from my dad. We also have a Facebook Live audience right now. Guys, if you're on Facebook and you want to ask Ryan and Selena a question, do so now. Type it in there. We are setting them in the queue. We're going to uh, answer the questions that you ask. We've been doing that all day. Some great questions so far today. So y'all do this all the time. You have your own podcast.
7: Yeah. We do. Yeah. And- it's, it's, it's like our favorite day of the week is when we yeah, record the podcast. It's kind of our
4: date day well not
7: kind of it for it sure is, it is day, yeah day. we record it we get it we get it done and then we go out and
8: have lunch but have it's lunch, good conversation yeah. we get to talk oh, yeah. without little yeah. kids wanting things
7: yeah because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we have someone who comes and cares for them yes. so we can Taylor just has twins I love that. Uh, wow. Twins.
1: wow oh, eight God. months
2: they they just turned 10 months <gasps> we've all got awesome. our hands full but we're
8: it's getting more fun <laughs> all the time yes <laughs> that's so great i agree wow i'm not even worthy
2: are they trying to walk hard is hard no matter what you're doing oh
1: are they trying to walk, around us,
7: Yeah. Or, uh, oh,
2: yes. Oh, my gosh. And they're hurting themselves all the time. <laughs> it's like falling over <laughs> into they're everything constantly. They're at that age, yeah. Yes. yeah. yes. And I can't be there for both of them. It's just like, okay, yes. put them in a helmet. The, but yes, <laughs> the bumps and
1: bruises
7: stage for sure.
2: Well, uh-huh.
1: Definitely check out the Fierce Marriage podcast. But tell everyone that's listening right now uh, about your session. What, what was it about?
7: Yeah, so we got to explore uh, this idea of family vision. And so it's very close to our hearts, and it's been pivotal in our own marriage. And so we... The, the main verse for the conference right Isaiah 43 uh, 18 and 19 right yeah um is just a perfect jump off point for that yeah. and it actually connects to the scripture we wanted to connect to and it basically just remembering who we are because of Christ and creating a vision that clearly articulates that and right. then creating a way by writing it down so that you'll never forget it or at mm-hmm. least you'll be a lot it'll be at least a lot harder <laughs> to forget it and it gives you a clear way to recall just like Habakkuk talks about to recall right. the vision and run with it in those critical moments of marriage so. yeah
8: it's good yeah, I feel like oftentimes, you know, the enemy would just have us distracted. That would be his biggest, mm-hmm. his biggest goal. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, we do. There's things that happen, but I think living distractedly, living off purpose, unintentional, um, that's that's just as bad. And so this has really helped us yep. have focus and uh, make decisions that would need to be made um, with wisdom. And yeah,
7: yeah, and in light of the gospel, not yes. just because something is attractive or shiny or whatever. Right. Yeah. You
1: mentioned at the beginning of your session that uh, you're not used to doing the speaking as much as you are blogging and that yeah. she actually put some clothes on.
8: I didn't know how far you were going to go with that. I was <laughs> you like, have to okay, wear pants an this. She,
7: I'm like a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't so, know what I'm going to say, so yeah, I didn't go too far, hopefully. No, <laughs> so how was this good.
1: experience, being, being an XO so speaking?
8: Oh, gosh, so yeah. good. It felt like you're just with family and you're just yeah. talking to people. I felt great. I mean, a little bit restless because i'm like i don't know everybody but yeah just, nervous for so sure yeah and it's so yeah very people safe. are so hungry everybody wants they
7: to yeah. i mean they're
2: just
8: hungry for it i just you just want to deliver god in a good clear way and i i don't know just hoping
7: yeah and that it, mark. so first off you guys have been great taking good care of us oh and, and being here with it's just such a clear purpose to yes. be at this conference and so people that are here are gathering to grow their marriages so so many times you wonder like where are like where are these people at? Yeah. Are, like how many of them are on the brink of divorce? How right. many of them are just here to get better, you know, or whatever? But and, but we can clearly knowing knowing that they're here for that purpose is really encouraging because we spend all our time online, right? So physically seeing people in real life it's and seeing looking so, at people eye to yeah. eye and talking to them in a crowd is not something we're used to, but we love it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's good.
8: good. Good.
1: Good. So you're from Seattle area, Tacoma, Washington. Yes. 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 And uh, you left your, your babies back there, and you're heading back there this weekend. Yeah. So and that's where Fierce Marriage is based out of. Talk to me about Fierce Marriage, and where do you see it in the next five years? Where, where, is, where is it headed?
8: Well, we have a book release coming out. Exciting. Are we yeah. allowed to talk about that? Yeah. April Love to. Yeah. 17th. I want to hear about it. Yes. Yeah. April 17th. So, so the
7: book is aptly titled Fierce Marriage. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and it's our, first, it's our first non-devotional book. And it, to me, I mean, it's the one we've labored the most over. Yeah. It's published with a team, of, with a publisher. It's not yeah. self-published. So what that means is there was a lot of like, background work, a lot yeah. of... It's our manifesto. It's yeah. like if we could sit down with any couple who reads our blog or right. listens to the podcast or any couple here, we, this, is, this is the conversation we would have with mm-hmm. them. And so we start with beliefs Start with our story, some of the heart surgery yeah. stuff we talked about. Yep. We actually, um, God used that in other ways that we didn't talk about t- today. Mm-hmm. But we start at, in terms of beliefs, how that drives our behavior, what we believe about covenant, what we believe about love, what we actually believe about the gospel. Mm-hmm. What the, what, and then we go into what bearing that has on the five critical areas of marriage right. that we consider the critical areas. So like priorities, communication, right. sex and intimacy, money, and conflict, right? right? So I was, I was afraid I was going to forget one of those. But. Good job, Ed. Good job.
8: <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. God's. I was going to say something. I forgot. Oh, so the Switzerland story. Just, just to let you I know, we didn't say it up story, there. But
1: I, I thought I ruined. The I know, last no, you time. Didn't, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. No, you didn't.
8: You're fine. <laughs> we've never shared that anywhere. So. Y- y'all got the first <laughs> hearing like yes. we have not we haven't written it anywhere we've just you know shared it with family we didn't really know how god was going to use it fully but um he definitely did in the book and we're so grateful to be able to share it here with yeah. people face like to we face make a
1: good movie like rachel mcadams could play you and like <laughs> liam, neeson? liam neeson i'm told there you go like three people today <laughs> said
7: you look like liam neeson
8: <laughs> really
7: that's that's, do you get that a lot? I, I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the Neanderthal bad. brow. It's this.
8: He blames his. Five I finger. will find
1: you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I have a particular. Set of <laughs> my voice
7: is not deep enough, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> he's everywhere. He's still making movies, and he's eighty. So.
4: Serious. Oh my gosh. Uh,
7: I look like an eighty-year-old man. Is what you're saying?
1: No, <laughs> no you actually don't. He just looks really good rangers. for his age. No, you, I know. I don't I'm think kidding. You look like Liam. But I was going to say Paul Rudd. So I was trying to give you somebody that would.
7: He's funny. He's the guy. He's uh, Bobby uh, Newport from Parks and Rec, yes. isn't
1: that? That's right, right? <laughs> yep. Yes, that's the second Bobby
7: Newport. Rec- <laughs> that's the second
1: Parks and Rec uh, reference we've had on the podcast. It's a really Did you good show. Did you get no, treat- oh, <laughs>
7: oh, that makes good. Yeah, it's good marriage material. Uh, Treat yourself. We were Treat talking yourself.
1: earlier about how sometimes guys just want to fix problems. Yes. And there was some episode where like, I think it was Rob Lowe's character was trying to fix the problem <laughs> yeah. and finally somebody just said, just say that sucks. Like that,
7: right. that that's all <laughs> you have to say. <laughs> 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 that's so that true. sucks.
4: Yeah. And
1: that's all she wanted to hear. But anyway, mm. love speaking it.
2: of pop culture references, you guys kind of represent a younger generation, especially in the marriage ministry field. And do you feel like this younger generation coming up, do you think they have a different view of marriage? What is the vibe or the or the mindset that this younger generation has about marriage and how are you addressing that?
8: I think so. I mean, uh, when I grew up, I was one of two kids from a divorced home in my whole class. And now that's the norm pretty much. Or if I think the abnormal is to have parents, at least where we're, we're at. But to have both parents both that are, parents are together. Yeah. Home. Yes. yeah. And so I think, I think our generation tends to be more realist they they're not they're demystified marriage is not something that why would I why would I commit to this covenant right. I mean I can have sex and enjoy it and I don't have to be in a covenant with someone right people are delaying what marriage. yeah they're delaying marriage they're you know we're living outside of God's covenant yeah. but we're here to say like God's word stands now and forever and the things that he has said and the the principles he's yeah. put in place with the covenant it's to deepen our joy it's to it's to help us thrive even clear and even in more on more levels. I can't think of my words right now. Um, but and set boundaries. I mean, a covenant is there's, there's things that we've experienced together that we could never, you could never experience with anybody else. It takes that time. It takes that, that safety of the covenant to say, okay, we're going to duke this out a little bit and it's okay. And And, I know they're not going to go anywhere,
7: but they don't necessarily have the view of that. Right. Right. And so, right they It's interesting that's a they have a really romanticized view of relationships a right. so romanticized view of sex yeah uh because uh, you know just because of our culture uh, but there's also a certain amount of skepticism in the people that we mm-hmm. found that read but but it, within that skepticism there's still that hope like there's still that human desire right. for connection for human connection, and for purpose right mm-hmm. and so here we have that's why marriage in in, in light of the gospel is right. so critical and so essential and so beautiful because in Christ you have all the purpose you could ever want and you have this beautiful picture of marriage painted throughout the Bible but also within the person work, person and work of Jesus Christ. Nice. And, how and so there's a lot of misunderstanding and I think that's if I'd say there's one thing that, that they have to overcome, this generation has to overcome and people like us and who are writing to them it's I think a lack like a broad lack of uh, understanding some of the more uh, I think complex mm-hmm. aspects of marriage. So like what is covenant? What does love actually mean? Love is not Instagram, right?
8: Right.
7: Love is something else (laughs) (laughs) entirely. Entirely, yeah. So I think being clear and and not assuming so much, because the tendency, uh, in especially in Christian marriage ministries, to assume, yeah, they know what love is. Like they know love's love, right? Right. Covenant's covenant. Well, they don't know like God is a God of covenant, and it goes all the way back to the Garden, and all, and through through to Abraham, and through all the different covenants in the Bible. And in that, it's such a beautiful thing. And marriage is so much richer because, right. because of that. So communicating those principles clearly and with conviction and with uh, authenticity, I think, will really connect.
1: Yeah. so good. It's needed. Good stuff. All right. Are you all ready for some Facebook questions? <laughs> Let's, Let's do it. do it. <laughs> all right, Facebook audience, if you're out there and you have a question, please write it in. Okay, Aaron says, uh, what do you do if your spouse has wondering eyes?
7: Hmm. Bounce. (laughs) Well, that's just like, as a guy, that's what I would recommend. I mean, that's one of the actions. But what do you, I mean.
8: I would probably talk, you know, ask him why. Is there something that, why do you feel the need to look elsewhere? I mean, trying to not make them upset, but just say, I'm just really trying to understand uh, why you're struggling with this because I want to help you. I don't want to point, I don't want to hit you down or like beat you down. I want to help you. I want to help you in this area is there something i can do let's let's dig deeper together and, and, and that's
7: really good cuz i think the tendency when a wife has that question and is to be very prescriptive like fix your eyes fix what you're looking so don't look Hello. right the whole bounce, bounce. thing <laughs> Well, okay, but that's our I know. first tendency, I, I know. Yeah. and and the
8: behavioral change. so yeah. There's like so heart. much
7: underneath yeah. that. Whether it's some disbelief in the gospel, or you keep hearing to say that. But at why am I believing that I have to find satisfaction outside of my wife, or what? In what way have I
8: bought into the Bought lie. into that? Yeah.
7: Or is is there is lust an issue in my heart, and my i have no self discipline, and what and how can the Holy Spirit, work on my heart to sanctify me, and so it's a lot of that's on the husband. I think so. For what, what can what can a wife do is really ask those questions, get down to like what is causing this, and and lovingly disciple your Sending husband lots of instead grace. of just
8: lots of grace, yeah, send, and trusting yeah. that you're not getting getting like giving him an out or he's not just getting off the hook. But like, I love you. I'm gonna have grace in this area. Let's. How can I help you? Let's work on this together.
7: The husband has to own it and acknowledge it, right? And then you can move forward. But yeah.
1: Okay, Barbara, good answer, good answer guys. Good oh. job. <laughs> that was I boring. needed that affirmation. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, okay, Barbara says, we both love the Lord and know Jesus is an absolute, but how do you talk about different things in the Bible when you both believe God is saying it different and you disagree? Hmm. So good godly people, yeah. but they're reading the word and they have different interpretations.
7: Wow. Uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, it, Core issue disagreements are like deal breakers, right? This, this doesn't sound like a core issue disagreement. This sounds like something that you can, if it's, a, if it's causing division, I would say seek counsel, like outside counsel, because there's God's word is true. It's not true to you and false to me in a different way. In a, you know what I mean? I mean? So there is an absolute there, and I think seeking that understanding is just all about communication. It's about getting outside counsel. It's about submitting yourself to an authority greater than yourself. That authority first being God's word, then people who are maybe smarter <laughs> and who are, you know, his shepherds, or you know, pastors right. shepherds over your marriage, over right. your life, mm-hmm. submitting yourself to them. And, and and then at some point somebody has to give, right? If it's, it's either like we agree on this and I, I agree with you or we just, you know, or we continue fighting and fighting's not.
8: Yeah. And I think it's how it, aff- how does it really affect? Like if I'm reading, I don't know if you're reading verses differently, like okay, how, how do you see this? Why do you see it like this? Just asking those questions to each other and then coming to, okay, he sees it this way, she sees it this way. Let's talk, yeah, talk to a pastor. Right. Let's, and how is it affecting us, I guess, like functionally? Are we fighting about it? Are we not disciplining our children because of it? Are we like right. not intimate because of it? Like If it's, these yeah. These are the effects, I think, you have yeah. to talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. so. it's good. People like to use the, the Word of God to manipulate, too. Or, Absolutely. Or yeah. Like I yes. Heard,
4: I heard someone right. say this. Yes. That right. can be dangerous in a marriage. Very dangerous.
1: Um, you gotta, you got to avoid trying to manipulate your spouse through that. Uh, anytime Very we good. post something on Facebook, there's always somebody that says something.
7: There's the exception.
0: Yes.
1: There's yes. the exception.
6: Yes. What
7: if, what if, you know, what yeah. if this exception? <laughs> right. yeah.
1: There was a funny one the other day. We posted a scripture, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And somebody posted. Oh, no. Some, <laughs> some lady posted. Yeah. he. She who finds a husband finds an extra child. So that was actually pretty funny. People He's probably, probably, watching, right people people. probably yeah. watching right now. probably That was a great comment. <laughs> I, I thought was, it was funny. I was loving it. Okay, last question. Um, coming from a divorced home, how do you overcome the fears and thoughts that can creep into your own marriage?
8: Um, gosh, God has just been so gracious on my life. I, you are a great husband. And you, you you walk through some of those fears with me, and sometimes I'm raging, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what these, and I can just say I feel like it roots back to like maybe some abandonment or maybe some uh, anger issues, or you don't care about me. But you you're so good at reassuring me through that, and I think that you've had to learn. We're 15 years in, and I still have we still have effects and things that you're, you're oh, sorting yeah. through. I mean, just
7: last week, we are working through stuff. Yeah. And it's always, and so yeah, the key is to. Uh, Pause, communicate, <laughs> yeah. let the storm pass, yeah. right?
8: Maybe let some emotions cool and...
7: And then talk. Yeah. yeah. Healthy communication. Right. right.
8: God's been so gracious to me, I feel like, and growing me in all my weaknesses and all my shortcomings because of that. Yeah. But to Him be all the glory, I mean...
7: But so for you overcoming...
8: Overcoming that has been you helping me.
7: Yeah. So, uh, and me knowing who I a, am in yeah, Christ. Yeah.
8: Because of Christ. So you didn't have a good father
7: figure. And we find that kind of precipitate itself in ways that, that are always new. Mm-hmm. And so, as a, you know, her husband needs to be really mindful mm-hmm. of, of that. And that's only something God can begin in his heart and the Holy how Spirit can lead, awaken his ears how to lead hear. you
8: and how you deal and how you assure. Yeah.
1: It's good stuff. It's okay. difficult. Tell me. Come from a broken home, trying to build a whole. Right. Home yeah. Kind have, of navigating. Stuff in your head. New life. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's a good answer. So great. Thank you, Facebook audience, for the questions. We love hearing great from you. Great questions today. Yes. Great questions today, all day long. We've had some good questions, and nothing major. We, we I joked earlier with Jefferson. I was going <laughs> hoping that he didn't get any raunchy questions. I thought um, we would
2: at least get one like crazy one.
7: <laughs> I know. We always do. <laughs> Where are
1: you, crazy Facebook people?
7: Yes. All right. So <laughs>
1: please connect with Ryan and Selena on their. Marriage page. You'll have like yeah, a, uh, just fierce, fierce marriage. marriage. Yeah, at fierce marriage. Yep, all their social media stuff. Any where personal? Any feeds that you all like to give out personally?
7: Um, in terms of like other podcasts or Your Instagram feeds? Oh yeah, yeah,
8: everything's at fierce marriage.
7: I yeah, think. just yeah. As far as our personal stuff, yeah. Uh, there there are some like I I tweet, but not often, so <laughs> not worth it.
8: Oh, I have
1: at at Ryan Fred.
7: At Ryan Fred is my Twitter handle. I tweet like once a month, so. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love that. All right.
1: Well, thanks for being here guys. Thanks today for guys. having us. Great Man. job on the session. It was wonderful having you guys. Such we'll be posting blessing. clips of their session on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, everywhere, on our social media later on uh, in the year. But you can also check us out. We're going on the road. XOMayers.com is where you can check out our tour schedule, our tour stops. We're going all around the country. Please check us out. Thank you so much for joining us today, Facebook audience. We'd love to have you guys connecting with us at Exo Conference. This has been a great conference.
7: Yeah. So good. Day Thank the you.
2: you. In my opinion. Birthday and Exo Best day
1: of the year. Yeah. If so you don't have good. your love tank full for Valentine's Day after this conference.
8: You got a hole in, in, your, tank. Tank. You a yeah. hole in your tank. You got a <laughs> hole in your tank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: This year, the EXO Marriage Conference is coming to a city near you. The EXO Tour is a one of a kind live marriage conference, bringing couples together in venues across the country.
5: The greatest marriages come from two people who just
1: go through it together and come out on the other side and they win.
0: Hear Jimmy Evans and many other remarkable speakers communicate on how to have a thriving, healthy marriage. Find an Exo Tour location near you and come together with other couples as we unite to strengthen families and start something new in your marriage.
4: Even in the midst of something that you thought, I don't know if we're going to make it through this, when you come together and you lean on God together and you refuse to give up, He can do the miraculous
0: experience why so many couples call the exo tour an unforgettable investment for their marriage We believe that your family has a bright future For more information and to register at a city near you visit slash tour
1: Welcome back everybody this is the ExO conference and we are here live in South Lake Texas February 9th and 10th. Welcome, Facebook Live audience. We love to see you guys dialed into the EXO uh, conference. That's what we're here for. We're here for marriages. We're here to have fun. have some special guests with us today from California George and Tondra Gregory. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> this is an exciting event. We have 4,000 people here. Uh, my dad kicked off today, the first session, and then Tim Ross spoke right afterwards. And uh, we actually had my dad on the podcast uh, earlier today after his session. Hey. We got to uh, rim him a little bit, and he's the first one out of the gate.
2: You can do that because you're his son. That's right. I
1: That's can't. right.
6: Yeah, I couldn't do that, by the way.
1: No, but welcome, guys, and thank you so much for being a part of XO and what we're doing here. It's an honor to have you here, and, and really, I've known y'all for several years, but you have such an amazing ministry, and what y'all do for marriages uh, and Journey for Life is, is incredible. So I, I would love for y'all to, first of all, just kind of share a little bit about who you are. And then talk a little bit about the session y'all have coming this afternoon at the EXO conference.
6: Yeah. You want to tell them who we are, sweetie?
9: Yeah. So we're George and Tondra Gregory. Um, We've been married for 22 years. We have two beautiful kids. I don't know if you can call them kids now, but we have a son who's 21 and a daughter who's 16. Uh, We uh, just relocated to California six months ago, having lived in New York City for 10 years of our life. Um, God has brought us to another level of ministry uh, where we're working with the L.A. Chargers as the official chaplains. Um, yeah, and then we're here at the EXO Conference uh, sharing our story as well.
6: Yeah, so uh, a few years ago, about six years ago, we started a, a marriage ministry called Journey for Life. Uh, we believe marriage is a journey, and it should be for life. Uh, love what Marriage Today is doing, and we, we feel very kindred of heart. Uh, but I guess out of everything you could call us from pastor to counselor to teacher to chaplain, really we're servants. Uh, that's how we got our start. But what we're doing out in L.A. right now is really just serving couples and teams, uh, trying to bring marriage enrichment, pre-marriage counseling, marriage mentorship to NFL couples. Um, and who knew that God was going to give us a platform where we would have our very own team? So if there's any encouragement I could give to anyone, is it's really find out your niche. Find your passion and start working, whether you're getting paid for it or not. Just find it and do it. And for us, it's a, it's a great pleasure to be on a stage of marriage and family because we believe in marriages and family.
1: Hey, man, That's great. Well, you definitely live it, and um, what you're doing there is incredible on the West Coast. I follow you on Instagram, and I, I have to say that I get a little jealous. Every Sunday during the football season, you would be in some new city, or y'all would just be posting photos in California of your new— You know, life. I know
9: what a rough life. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) so rough. I always say, God, I cannot believe you. We get to live here um, after being. uh, We call ourselves missionaries to New York City when we were there for ten years, and that God would grace us with seeing His beautiful creations in the sky every evening is just phenomenal and just blows us away. And so I was like, I'm going to drink it in as long as I can until, yeah. you know, cause I don't know when God might move us again, you know? Right. So I'm just trying to embrace this moment in time.
2: How has that transition been for you guys? Moving can be incredibly stressful. You've had 10 years of your life in one city. Now you're on the complete opposite coast. How have you guys navigated that as a couple?
9: Well, we're still adjusting. I thought having adjust to New York City, that would be the hardest adjustment. Right. And anything else would be um, a cakewalk. But um, they are completely opposite. And after living 10 years in this very high energy, high impact, high place that's called the concrete jungle. Where dreams, everybody's pursuing a dream. Right. uh, You get highly motivated, highly energized. And then we move to the West Coast. Um, and it's, it's still, uh, you know, people work hard. It's just so beautiful. It's just so laid, back. It's just mm-hmm. laid no. back. And it took us a, a while to kind of get with that pace and wind mm-hmm. down. I, I was, you know, just that's been a huge adjustment for us. Um, and, and then New York City is like the world all in one location. I was laughing with one of my friends. I was like, only in New York City can I go to a hair salon where they speak complete Spanish, <laughs> then walk around the corner to a nail salon where they speak complete uh-huh. Cantonese and Mandarin. Right. And I said, I've been around the world in one day. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and then there's a French uh, restaurant right next door. It's just beautiful. Yep. New York City is so diverse and so much culture there, uh, whereas, you know, there's no other city like that in the world. So it's, it's a huge adjustment to... Um, change that to, you know, not so much, you know, it's more singular culture sure. in Orange County.
6: Yeah, I think the other thing that we're, we're getting accustomed to now is that uh, the NFL world is not like church. So we're used to church and professional counseling. But now we're just thrown in the thicket of the marketplace where the F-bomb is, is a second. It's a verb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, and that's not uh, just
1: the players. It's coaches, too. Sure uh, it's, coaches it's, are it's,
6: it's everybody. But they're, they're people just like we are. They have needs just like we have. And, our, again, our heart is we're, we're there to serve. And whatever way we can serve, whether it's proclaiming the gospel of Jesus or helping them with their marriage or whatever, picking someone up from the airport, we're just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus.
1: Well, I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. And so now that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, all of my Eagles friends, fan friends, are, like, coming out of the woodworks just to send me texts about of course. Of kind of of course. Of but I do have one friend, and he sent me a photo of Nick Foles and Zach Ertz and all these guys from the Eagles team, and they were praying after the Super Bowl. They love the Lord, the yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so I know that Tim Tebow, unfortunately, was kind of cast under a bad shadow because of the kneeling, the Tebowing thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's so many other players that are godly, that love Jesus, yeah. That don't yeah. get enough credit. And I know some of the cowboys are not godly, but uh, talk about the Chargers and in the new environment you're in. Are you are you seeing an opportunity for people to um, really get ministered to, to to have help in their marriage, to see sort of a, a redirection? These guys are young; they they're mm-hmm. kind of are are seeking probably
6: answers. Talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. I think, well, being thrown in the NFL world, if you're a rookie, uh, you don't know what to expect, uh, especially uh, a new wife or a new a new uh, place. And so a lot of it, we feel like they're open. Uh, we're seeing about, out of 53 players, we're seeing about 40 uh, people in attendance of our chapel services every every uh, wow. Sunday. Um, and in our Bible studies, Tondra hosts a women's Bible study with the coaches' wives and then a separate one with the players' wives. I do the players' We're experiencing about 15 players, wives, and players that come to those, and so we would say it's very open, especially in the areas that that we bring, because. Uh, for, for, for some NFL players, and I don't want to you know make everybody feel like everybody's the same, but for some of them, they don't experience uh, healthy uh, marriages growing up or see that. And so to see an African-American couple that's young, that love each other, we're, we've been in the industry, we know marriage, we have kids, they love to ask questions. So we're, we're kind of like the how-to couple, if you will. Yeah. Um, and
9: that's what we find. Yeah, because in the media, you don't get to see this type of aspect of the NFL. Um, the media portrays a certain aspect, but truly, uh, there are lots of good people who want to have a marriage that you know glorifies God, sure. who want to raise their kids in a godly way, and in New York, I mean, I'm, uh, NFL is like a culture within a culture, um, and so it's kind of excluded because their lifestyle is not similar to ours but it's on a different platform. It's very demanding, yeah. high stress, and the world is watching. You know, uh, We get to make mistakes in the privacy of our own home. Their mistakes are known by everyone. Yeah. So, but, but I do just want to give that insight that there are a lot of people that want to grow. They want to be mentored. They're hungry. They want someone to take the time to help them develop, and a lot of times they're overlooked because people feel like, they don't need anything, right. but they really, really do, and they're really hungry for it. And I've, I was pleasantly surprised to experience that.
6: Absolutely. We, we like to say, uh, Brent, that uh, we want to minister to mind, body, and soul. So football is a, a lot of the, the, the mind and body, but we minister to the, to the soul. So they have head coaches. They have different sections of coaches. We like to call ourselves spiritual coaches and even marriage coaches.
1: Very good. Hey, we're talking to George and Tondra Gregory here at the EXO Conference. If you have questions for them, make sure right now, Facebook Live audience, that you submit those questions. We want them to answer the questions that you have. We would love to hear from you. Okay, you're talking today at the EXO Conference. Uh, by the way, exomarriage.com. you can find a host site and you can actually go to a host site today if you have time. If you can find one in your area, you can hear them live uh, at those host sites. But you have a session coming up this afternoon. Uh, last time we talked on the podcast, uh, we we Dove into it a little bit, but give people a glimpse into what you're going to share this afternoon that could kind of, you know, whet their appetite.
6: Yeah, I think you know. So we we took a play off of the XO, meaning hugs and kisses. Every marriage should have hugs and kisses. You like hugs, right? I love. Hugs. I, I love kisses. So, <laughs> uh, but in our new world, X's and O's mean something totally different. It's all about putting the X's and O's together uh, to have a winning team. Everyone wants to be on a winning team. Some of us we just don't know how to be a part of that winning team. And so one one of our main points that we want to talk about is that you and your spouse are on the same team. And sometimes when you go through conflict or controversy or misunderstandings, you feel like I'm not on the same team. However, in marriage, we have to realize that regardless of what season we're in, we're on the same team, and we must fight together, build together, meaning fight for oneness, solidarity versus isolation and individualism. So that's a sneak peek.
1: Very good. You have any more questions? I
2: I want to hear from our Facebook audience. Let's
1: do it. All right. Uh, This is from Facebook. My husband and I are empty nesters. Now I want to travel and do ministry, but my husband wants to, be, wants to continue working. The key is praying and seeking God, but how do I express to him the desire to go into full-time ministry without sounding like I want to be careless and drop everything? Mm,
9: that's yeah. a good one. Um, one... I'm like, oh, my gosh, empty nesters. Oh, we're close to that, but not quite there. (laughs) So I am looking forward to that. Uh, And I don't know how my life will change once that happens. Um, So I just feel like as far as when you both feel a different passion, there is a way that you can compromise and address both issues. So it won't be where you get to have it one way or another, but, you know, the wife may not get to do the mission ministry like she would like to see on a larger scale. And the husband may not get to completely grow engross himself in his work life, but where they can find a uh, common ground and meet in the middle where they can both do a little of both. So, you know, just meeting each other halfway marriage is yep. hugely about compromise and sacrifice. Um, so no one gets to have it their own way, but yep. what can you give up for the sake of unity and, and compromise?
1: great response. Um, okay. Is a wedding necessary or a must for a marriage to be complete? Um, I think is a, is a wedding necessary.
2: I, I mean, like, could you just go to the, yeah, the yeah, courthouse and piece?
1: do you have to have an actual <laughs> ceremony? Uh, that uh, I, sort
6: of I think there's a the legal aspect and then there's the spiritual aspect, you know, so we can all get married wherever legally, but I think that there's a blessing that God uh pronounces on a husband and a wife when they stand before not only god but people and say this is what we want to do till death does us part and so uh do you have to get married in a church or some spiritual sense you don't have to but you get to and you get to to ask god to come and bless what we're about to to embark upon
1: it's very good uh this says hello from the bahamas
2: Wow, hey. hi. Hey, I Palmas? want to
1: be to there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My husband is more laid back than I am. How do I balance our personalities to manage our home?
6: Yeah, I think I think laid back is so cool, um, but I also think that being too laid back uh, can seem more passive. And so I think ask questions, learn, learn to ask each other questions. We, we, uh, we, we often say we should date each other. Uh, we like to intentionally date each other. Um, and that's just making sure that when you're on a date night, you ask important questions. How am I doing? What could I do better? You know, what, what goals do we have, you know, check in with each other to make sure that we're not just in the marriage, but we're, uh, actively engaging each other to be our best selves in marriage.
9: Yes, Excellent. and, and I just add, listen, marriage is usually made up of people who have differences. Yep. I know we always focus on the similarities, but differences are just as important. So we can't say one is right or wrong. We can just say it's different. And how can we let our spouse's differences? Um, make us more well-rounded and and challenge each other to grow and be influenced by the way we're different. Um, George and I are different. That's why when you read the question, I laugh because I'm more of the gray area. Let's stop and smell the roses. He's more of the A-type. Let's have a plan and a system and execute that plan and system. So that could could, uh, cause a lot of conflict. Uh, But instead, we've decided to allow to embrace the way each other is different and try to be shaped and influenced by each other's differences, which only makes you better. It's good.
1: Good answers. All right. This is George and Tondra Gregory. If you want to uh, be taken away to the West coast, follow them on Instagram. (laughs) You can see their updates. George at George Gregory and at Tondra Gregory. Also their website journey, the number four life Uh, It's an excellent ministry and uh, they do so much work in the area of marriage. And, Tondra, you're a licensed uh, counselor, therapist, yes. help a lot of people uh, do what they do. Thanks, guys. Go to exomeritscom If you want to find a host site, you still have time. And we'll see you soon.